Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline as we continue on talking University of Miami sports. Time now to turn our attention to University of Miami baseball. The Hurricanes on the road this week, first stop is Orlando in Central Florida. Then it's on to Clemson to take on the Tigers. Canes start this week at 11-4 and four with us, the skipper, Gino Damari, uh, coming off a 2 out of 3 series win against Boston College. And uh, the bats got hot about midway through the first game, Gino. They did. You know, we um, Friday was a tough game. We gave up, I think, 10 runs in the first four innings. So we were down pretty quickly, pretty badly, and uh, – I think the best part about that game, even though we did lose, is we, we battled back and had a chance to win the game at the end, um, scored a bunch of runs at the end of the game, and it carried over to the rest of the weekend. And uh, we did. We scored we scored a lot of runs, swung the bat well, and uh, I think that little you know fight coming back in that first game helped us a lot the rest of the weekend. Uh, it's a good way to start off the uh, the conference uh, with the two wins. You take a look at the way uh, you're swinging the bat right now. Uh, Kafis, your leading hitter at 351. Burke right behind him. Uh, what are your thoughts on where your offense is right now? Well, it's it's it, I'm happy with it. It's still trying to figure out some guys, you know, some consistency, maybe more down in the lineup in some certain spots. Right field being a position that we've kind of platooned a lot, and uh, and the DH. Um, you know, for the most part, the other guys uh, have been pretty steady. With Eddie Viegas, who we've been playing in left field now a lot lately, um, who's been very, very good for us. Um, just like to try to solidify maybe a little bit, you know, down in the down in the second half of the lineup, a few spots. But overall, offensively, I mean, we're our on base percentage is just a tick over 400 as a team, which is very good. And we're almost hitting 290. Uh, if you can hit around 300, that's really good, um, especially in a Power 5 conference. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm happy. It's like to see us put it all together. Obviously, the first night was tough with the pitching. We struggled there. Um, but um, if we can play the game, pitch and defend and uh, hit, you know, that chance to win a lot of games. 17 home runs in 15 games kind of spread out in terms of who's hitting the home runs. But probably the biggest surprise is Patel is your leading home run hitter with three. It is. It is. I, I, I don't like to talk about that too much because I get on Dom for hitting the ball in the air too much. But you know, his he, he's hitting the ball well though. He's yes, he's hitting some home runs and they've been well hit. But he's hitting the ball all over the field, and that's what I like to see. He's hitting balls hard to left field, and um, and that's to me that's where he gets in trouble is when he gets onto the ball and hitting it the other way. 
has got to learn to hit the ball more consistently on a line going the opposite field. But he's been great, and he's been batting in the nice spot, and I've been very, very reluctant to even think of budging him and moving him out of there because he's, he's just been so good there. And, um, you know, you hate to change something that, you know, he's been working for us. And uh, so, but anyways, he's been, he's, you're right, the home run thing has been spread out. Just about everybody in the team has hit at least a home run. Uh, we don't have any big numbers, him being the highest with three. But, um, um, yeah, he, he, Dom's, been, Dom's been great overall the whole weekend. I thought he played his best, you know, baseball over the weekend against BC offensively and defensively. Kings, uh, the Kings are eleven and four on the road this week. Central Florida and Clemson. Uh, quick overview of your pitching, in particular, Palmquist the other night, just a bad outing, um, or more of concern. And Ligon has been really good for you. Well, with Carson, he has been good up until that at that start. His other starts were very good. Uh, the only thing I would say is maybe just being efficient pitching, but. He's a guy that's going to strike out people, and so when you're a strikeout guy, your pitch counts can get up. But you know, we want to be able to get six at least, if not seven, from our starters now that we're into this part of the season. He just didn't have command. I mean, the bottom line is he wasn't able to throw you know, the fastball in uh, to the righties uh, like we needed him to, left a lot of balls over the plate, and a uh, good hitting team took advantage of it. So um, I'm not concerned. I think Carson's going to be fine, but uh, – Liggins has been our most consistent guy in the, in the few starts that he's had now. Uh, three, I guess, with the one midweek start. He's been he's been outstanding. And so he'll continue to be our guy starting for us. And, uh, you know, we're uh, changing it up a little bit because uh, Garland didn't throw on Sunday just just because of a tweak on his back from in the weight room, bending over and getting the weight. But he's going to throw he's going to throw to uh, against UCF. And uh, we're also going to try to work Alejandro Rosario back in, who's been uh, out for a few weeks. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing how he throws as well, too. It's a good challenge to go to UCF. Uh, they're off to a good start, 11-4 and four this season. UCF is probably, I told the guys after the game on Sunday, you know, probably be one of our, if not toughest, opponents we'll face during the midweek games that we play this year. Of course, we play them twice, once you know, up here, and then uh, they'll come down later in the year to play us. But, uh, you know, Greg does a good job, love lady with the, the program, and uh, they normally pitch very well. And it looks like from statistics I'm looking at, their pitching numbers are very good. And uh, sometimes we play these games against them. They throw a lot of guys at us, so we got to be prepared for that. And, uh, yeah, this will be a good test for our, for our program being it's our second road game. Uh, but the uh, first one that we're going to be traveling, of course, we're in spring break right now, so we, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, leaving from Orlando the next day to go to Clemson. So it's a big week for us. Uh, they got a couple of guys, uh, Romano and Pena, hitting above three 350 right in that area with 11 and 10 RBIs. And then I'm looking at a guy that has that, that uh, Josen, uh, I, I don't know what kind of at bats he's had. He, he's hitting 186, but he leads him. In, he he has 15 RBIs, w- which leads their team. So uh, he gets a big bang for his buck. That's an unusual number, yeah. and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he probably hits very well with runners in scoring position. <laughs> and it looks like 412 is what he's hitting, which is higher than anybody on the team. So he is getting the most out of the situ- situations that call for it. Um, 
that's an unusual number. That is an unusual number. But yeah, so uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, JD and the coaches all put a scattering report together and watch video of the hitters and of course the pitchers too as well. And so we'll we'll hopefully be prepared for these guys and uh, have a good you know scattering report for our players. You know, I think games like this also on the road, they're going to be all jacked up at UCF. I, I got to believe they help uh, harden your team to get you ready for this ACC marathon. And coming up, you got to go to Clemson, and they're off to a great start. Yeah, like I said, this is a big week. You mentioned that UCF's record and Clemson's uh, is playing very, very well. Um, so uh, we got to make sure we're ready to play against UCF. All these games are going to help. There's no doubt being on the road. The competition we're facing uh, should help us. Uh, we just need to be focused on playing good baseball, consistent baseball, build off of what we did over the weekend and continue to do that. You've had, uh, you've had some great matchups with Clemson through the years. Uh, looks like they're pitching really well. A couple of guys with their earn run average uh, under two uh, as a team, uh, hitting the ball really well. Uh, 14 and one record, 11 and one at home. So uh, this will be an exciting weekend of baseball. It will, it will, and uh, you know I'm sure they'll be ready. We we I think swept them in our park last year, and um, I'm sure they'll remember that. And of course, you just said it. That their pitching is very good from all accounts that I've talked to different people. That their arms, their starters are really good. They can really pitch, and they've got some power arms in the bullpen. So uh, along with they've got you know quite a few returning guys you know swinging the bat. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a big test for us. And that's always a you know a uh, the atmosphere. At Clemson is is always an energetic one, and there'll be obviously I think a lot of people that are cheering for them. So it'll be good good atmosphere for us to play in. Uh, when you take a look at, at some of the guys in your lap, a, a guy like Burke who uh, came in, you moved him up to the top of the order. Um, a guy like that, the stage so far hasn't been too big for him. No, it hasn't. And he's uh, handled himself really well. And, you know, he's got to kind of been bouncing around. He's hit first, I think, one game. He's hit second quite a bit. And he's hit fifth. Um, I happen to like him in the position of hitting with guys in scoring position. He's one of our better hitters in the clutch. And you, you, you come up with a lot of guys hitting second, too, as well. But I always like that guy hitting fifth. I always felt like. You know, over the years, our guy that can really hit in the clutch and hit with guys on base, you want him to be in that spot right there. And so, uh, and he's played a little bit everywhere in the outfield. Uh, he's just a good all-around player, Joe, and he's a tough kid. Don't think anything's going to uh, be too big for him uh, in terms of uh, the moment. And he's he's handled himself well and very fortunate. We're very fortunate to have him. Uh, you're leading a RBI man. What is Romero? Uh, Max Romero brought to your team, uh, started every game, 15 RBI so far. Uh, looks like he's been pretty pretty darn consistent for you. You know, Max is a guy that came in. He's Offensively, we, we were aware that he's, you know, talent, very talented, swinging the bat. Um, defensively, he's done a solid job for us. He's, he's getting better and better behind the plate. Um, he's had a catch just about every game except one, I believe. Or, you know, Carlos has been out. Carlos is starting to come back. Uh, we're working his way him back into the lineup. He's, of course, DH some, but catching-wise, it's taken a little bit longer. But uh, Max has, has, done, has done a good job. He's done a good job with the pitchers. Um, you know, he's been uh, very vocal uh, behind the plate, which is good. And hitting in the fourth spot is not an easy thing to do. And, 
he's done a great job of protecting Yo-Yo, and uh, he's had some big, big hits for us so far this season, and uh, we need his bat in the lineup. There's no doubt he's going to be an important part of our success down the road. You know, I'm looking at, I've been watching, uh, well, I always like to watch whoever plays second base, so uh, I'm watching Dorian Gonzalez this year, and his offensive number pops out at you, but... He's got sure hands at second base. I think he's committed only one error so far for you. He, he's a sure-handed second baseman, isn't he? He is. He's been he's been really really good for us. Um, you know, freshman coming in, not an easy thing to do, and uh, he's handled himself really well at the plate. Um, not only is he swinging the bat well, I think he's our third leading hitter on the team. Um, he's done a good job of getting on base. You know, he's walks or strikeouts are about the same. And like you said, he's only made one error. So, um, and he's been hitting in a you know mainly the sixth spot, which is also a very you know a lot of times you're coming up with the guys on base and it's uh, clutch situations. And he's done a good job of that. He's been one of our more clutch hitters, and and that's why he's got quite a few RBIs too. So he's been he's been more than exceeded my expectations so far uh, up to this point. You go into these games, especially the the weekend series with Clemson, and uh, your closer Walters has been lights out. He has. Um, we need to have him uh, in situations more for us to use him. Um, you know, some of the games have been a little crazy and lopsided, uh, but you know he he's a guy that uh, he's got a lot of attention, drawn a lot of attention from the pro scouts. Uh, you know, he comes in, a lot of guns go up, and they're staying around a lot for, to see him pitch at the end of the game. Um, they got velocity, ball comes out of his hand. I think it's just a, not a, it's a pitch that the hitters don't pick up right away. He's got a lot of spin rate to it, and it's up in the zone. Kind of more what you're seeing with pro pitchers nowadays. Uh, he's kind of a prototype guy, and um, he's got the makings of a good breaking ball. And, and so I think um, – yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be a guy, certainly, when you're coming down to the end of the game, close games, which we're going to end up playing, so maybe lower scoring or close games, when we got to go to him. He's going to get some, a lot of opportunities, and uh, we're going to lean on him. Uh, the last thing for you, Major League Baseball is going to play this year. They came to an agreement. Uh, the relationship between Major League Baseball and college baseball, I guess, is pretty good. Was there anything that happened that drastically would affect the relationship, or do you feel pretty good about where you are with uh, where college ball is with their relationship with Major League Baseball? Yeah, I mean, I feel good. Uh, I know they're trying to do more things. You know, it's fortunate that they weren't able to do it during the COVID. They were supposed to have the draft was going to be at the College World Series. And then, of course, we got the season canceled. <laughs> Excuse me. So they weren't able to do that. But <clears throat> they're trying to do more things. They've cut the draft down, which they're not doing that for us. But they're doing that more, obviously, because they're cutting back on minor league teams. But I think that's a benefit for college. You're just going to see more players end up on college campuses, which I think they should. Um, I think there's a few too many kids that sign that grow out of high school that probably shouldn't. And the shameful part of that is that kids, most of those kids don't ever get an education. So, yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're trying to do the best they can what the situation is. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. Excited that they finally got an agreement and they're going to get started here pretty quickly. So that's good for baseball. All right, Gino. Uh, best of luck against Central Florida. Best of luck against the Clemson Tigers. Basketball team is there on Friday. If they win, I might come by and see you, uh, see you at the ballpark. That'd be great. 
I hope that happens, Joe. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. All right, that's Gino Damari joining us on the show. Thanks to Jim Larinaga and Katie Meyer. We'll talk to you on Friday from Greenville, South Carolina with Canes Basketball. Thanks for joining us here in the Hurricane Hotline, and have a very pleasant good evening. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.